I like to look at energy like I look at Christmas lights. Um, mm-hmm. So the first year that you take the Christmas lights out of the box, they're really pretty easy, right? They're not tangled. They're just kind of like, you can just kind of lay them out. And there it is. Like, well, that's you at birth, right? Ah, so yeah. you're a brand new string of Christmas lights. But every year when we pack them up and we take them back out, I mean, tell me, have you ever <laughs> unraveled Christmas lights that you've had for 10 years? It's horrifying. <laughs> it's horrifying. It's a freaking nightmare. It's like, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've just gone and bought a new yeah. pack of Christmas lights. I'm like, this isn't even worth it anymore. But that's what happens to our energetic field. And if we're not going in and continually like sweeping out some of that debris, if we're not untangling some of those tangles in there, then you get this accumulation. Hi, and welcome back. Today's episode is with Catherine LaRoe. Katie has a master's of social work with a focus on military mental health. She is a healing touch and biofield tuning practitioner and an integrative coach. So really a powerhouse of of healing and help. (laughs) Today's conversation focuses on the energetic body. She says, you can't hide from energy. Everything that is within your system is being interpreted by the body on a cellular, molecular level. We talk about biofield tuning, a powerful form of sound therapy which provides a vibrational pattern that loosens the balances of biomagnetic field and regenerates it back into the body for improved well-being, which is such a beautiful integration practice in addition to any modality that you might be working with, be it RTT, Psyche, meditation, breath work, or any way in which you choose to go about your healing journey. So this really brings up what I've started to talk more about, and that's the integration piece to all of this work. It's one thing to do the work. It's a whole other thing, as you know, if you've been doing it, it's a whole other thing to process it, to integrate, and then to actually shift into this new version of yourself. In the past, I've called this version 2.0, but I'm really coming to see it as it's you minus the layers, minus the conditioning, minus the limiting belief system that accumulates over a lifetime. And I love Katie's analogy of the Christmas lights, how when we're born, our energy is a clean and perfect string of Christmas lights, but over the years, it becomes tangled. So too with our authentic self. We come into the world as this perfect version of us. We believe we are worthy. We believe we are perfect exactly as we are, completely lovable exactly as we are. But over the years, we learn what gets us love and what doesn't, and this changes us. It, of course, has to change us, especially as small beings on the planet that are dependent on the adults around us to take care of us for our safety. And so these ideas, what we're learning, what gets us love and what doesn't, they become layers over top of our authenticity, which is why I think it can feel so challenging or even just plain confusing in showing up as our authentic selves. And we start to wonder what that even means. So it made me giggle when she said, sometimes I just buy new Christmas lights. (laughs) 
<laughs> because how many times have you thought, I wish I could just buy a new body or a new life or a new whatever, right? <laughs> so becoming authentic, I'm really seeing this as a stripping away of those old limiting beliefs. And it's a straightening out of that energetic field. It's alignment. It's flow. But there needs to be integration. So I was thinking about this today, and this is a, a, a little exercise that you might want to grab a pen and a paper for or come back to. If you've struggled with integration in the past and you've done the legwork, I want you to think about, bring to mind that version of yourself that existed before the work. What did she or he know? What did they not know? What key pieces of information were they missing? Where were they a novice? Where were they lacking some practice? And then I want you to bring to mind you today, the person who's done the work, the learning, the practice you've put in, the blood, sweat, and tears, and time. What do you know now? That makes it different in how you show up to the same old triggering situations. What do you know now that makes it all different? And then this is the part that's easy and the brain would like to complicate it. Don't let it. Let this be the easy part. Let yourself be that version of you. You've done the work. Let yourself be that new version. It might feel uncomfortable. It might feel scary until you do it maybe 50 times and then it becomes your new normal and you've integrated. If you're someone who has been struggling with integrating, being this new version of you, really try that exercise. Get a pen and a paper or type it out. Allow yourself to shift. You can do that. You can decide. You can just allow yourself to let go of those old patterns, those old beliefs. You're no longer that person who was the person before the work. How could you be? How could you be not changed? <laughs> let go of the old outdated thoughts that drove that old behavior of the old you. And let me know how that goes. <laughs> And finally, you're going to want to stick around for the end of this episode because Katie closes the conversation with a beautiful demo with an unweighted tuning fork. She grounds the body, she opens up the body channels, and combs the chakras. And she'll walk you through what all that means and, and what you might experience in what she calls the rest and digest state so that you come out of the fight, flight, freeze, and into your parasympathetic nervous system. Thank you so much for listening and sharing your time with us. You can check out Katie's work and learn more about biofield tuning on her website or her Facebook page, and I'll share those links in the show notes. Enjoy. My name is Catherine LaRoe, and I am an integrative coach. I work with coaching um, integration into energy work, and also I've been working with mystical experiences, including utilization um, of with people who have 
encountered something interesting, maybe after a psychedelic trip or mm. breath work or meditation, mm. um, lots and lots of different ways that people are able to have mystical experiences. So I help people understand and interpret um, what that is for them. Mm. And yeah, and so I really got into this work because I started doing my own energy work about two and a half, three years ago, I guess, um, from a technical standpoint, when I started beginning my certifications. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am cert- well, I'm, I'm a practitioner of both healing touch and biofield tuning. Mm. So, um, but energy is something that I've worked with my entire life. I really was doing it from the time that I was a, a wee little lad and I was using it for my mother unknowingly. Mm. Um, after she had had surgery on her feet when she was, you know, I think I was probably in third grade, mm-hmm. um, not really knowing what I was doing, but mm-hmm. it's always just kind of been a part of who I was. And, uh, describe how you were working with your mom. So my mom had surgery on both of her feet, Mm -hmm. and I noticed that when I ran my hands near them, they felt very hot and throbby. Mm -hmm. And so I just um, kind of worked over her feet because they were very tender, but I just kind of moved the energy. I just moved some of that congestion. And Mm -hmm. even as I'm talking about it, I'm moving my hands right now, just kind of remembering what that was like. And I can almost recall what that still felt like, but it would start off hot and congested. And then, you know, after 15, 20 minutes of just working with that energetic field, it felt cool and calm. Mm -hmm. And she had a lot of relief from Mm -hmm. that. So, you know, we kept that up during her entire healing process. That's so great. And so was your mom like, hey, what are you doing? Or was what was her reaction? I think my mom was just happy she had some relief. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think I really was kind of one of the lucky ones in that my mom didn't ever judge it or tell me that it yeah. was weird. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and as I began to, as I grew up and started, you know, talking to my friends about it, I found out that that really wasn't the the norm per se, that (laughs) other people didn't necessarily do this. I just happened to be more perceptive. Mm. Um, so I, I stepped away from it a little bit. And then, um, when I got married, well, my ex-husband used to have these terrible, terrible migraines and they were debilitating. And, um, I started working with energy again, with him, I should say, I tried to work with energy with him. He thought it was crazy. So I stopped, <laughs> but, but I could feel the migraines coming on. And I just remember trying to just release some of that pain that was in there. Um, and again, some people are really receptive to it and some people are not. So, yeah, yeah. you know, this is, I think it's interesting that we're stepping into a, an age where people are more open mm-hmm. to considering that, you know, our experiences are more than just what we see. Yes. It's a lot more of what we're feeling now and a lot more of being able to go into and count on kind of that intrinsic intuition that Mm -hmm. we all have. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned that people come to you after they've had some sort of experience, they're not able to maybe integrate or understand. And you mentioned Mm -hmm breath work and meditation. So mm-hmm. what have you noticed about people doing, are, have you noticed first of all that more and more people are doing breath work, more and more people are meditating? Well, so that's an interesting question. And 
we always see more of what we're looking for. Uh, yeah. So, you <laughs> so know, if I, if I want to buy, if I want to buy a yellow bug, when I go out onto the yeah. interstate, I see more yeah. yellow bugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think I tend to be surrounded by people who mm. do tend to fall into um, that mindset. But yeah. I also, you know, by professional trade, I'm also a PTSD trauma therapist. I'm right. an LCSW. So yeah. In our program, we consistently integrate meditation and mindfulness, and mm. um, it really just does such a beautiful job. All energy work just does a really beautiful job of being able to calm the system and allow the brain networks to then function together as they would if they had not been or at least to a lesser degree than what their trauma has led to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that said, I that is part of the reason why I am such a firm believer in biofield tuning is because a lot of what happens in the way of our experiences is our ego intercepts the information and tries to judge it or stop it or protect us from it. And the ego mm-hmm. is really beautiful, beautiful thing because it's, it's coming from a place of protection and it's coming from a place of guardedness because it doesn't want us to get hurt. The problem is that the ego doesn't always have the ability to really decipher Mm -hmm. what it is that might be meant for our greater good versus, you know, what is just us stepping outside of our comfort zone or what could actually be dangerous. So that's, that's really the angle that I come from when Mm -hmm. I help with integration is oftentimes people have these experiences And, um, they just don't know how to understand it, you know? And so Mm -hmm. the brain is trying to shut it down and it Mm -hmm. might sound like, like you're crazy or that didn't happen or, you know, that was a scary thing when really, if we look at it from a lens of self-compassion, it really lends itself to being able to be a catalyst for some really incredible growth Mm -hmm. and coming back to the question about, do I have clients who notice that they have mystical experiences with breath work and meditation? Yes. Solid. (laughs) Yes. Hard. Yes. Um, I actually just had a client, uh, the other day that told me that when she was meditating, she opened her eyes and she saw a butterfly Mm -hmm. on her finger. Mm -hmm. Pure as day. It was right there in front of her. And she said it, it was really scary for me. It felt like I maybe, you know, was in a, a place of, um, you know, being somewhat psychotic. Mm. So, you know, we worked with it and we kind of interpreted what that meant. And mm-hmm. we talked about how when we get these really feel good hormones in our body, we, you know, when we get a little bit of DMT when we get a little bit of dopamine, when we get a little bit of serotonin, some oxytocin, our our brain mechanisms begin to change. Our mm-hmm. default mode network shuts down and we begin mm-hmm. utilizing other areas of our brain that were underactive in our day-to-day life mm-hmm. just based off of our our continual neurology, our continual thought patterns, our continual behavioral patterns. So the mindfulness, the meditation, the energy work, um, even people who do the psychedelics, that's what they notice is that when they come out of this, they're changed. They're, they're like themselves plus. It's like, I'm still Katie, but now I'm Katie plus because I'm able to, um, I'm able to look at my day-to-day life in a different view. Everything isn't so alarming anymore. Maybe there's a deeper meaning or maybe I start seeing these synchronicities that really Mm -hmm. allow me to know that I have a place in this world. Mm -hmm. So long answer to a short question. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I think that perceptive, that perception shift is, is really crucial because 
like you said, it can be something that you can brush off as a coincidence and you don't fully integrate it and not mm-hmm. fully understand it. But if you do fully integrate and understand it, it does change who you are. And mm-hmm. like you said, it's, it's showing up as kind of that plus version of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's fascinating to see how that happens. I had a client who had a lot of trauma and just was really sitting in the anger mode, um, Mm -hmm. understandably just in the anger mode for a very long time. And I began doing some psycho spiritual coaching with this individual and, um, (laughs) over, you know, the year and a half that I have been working with this person, the growth has been absolutely tremendous. Grueling. It's grueling. Mm -hmm. Spiritual, spiritual work is no joke. Uh, Like it is not a walk in the park. It feels like, you know, it feels like you're in the swamp and you've got alligators just nibbling on your feet. You don't know when they're going to take you off at the knees, but it's like, if you can just keep going, Mm -hmm. then you work your way to the edge. You look back and you can Mm -hmm. actually see the beauty in that and how much strength you had to be able to get through it. Yes. Which is why it's so important to have somebody beside you like you to walk Mm -hmm. through that with so that you have an understanding of where you are and that you're safe and it's okay. Yeah. To partner up with this. And, you know, my, so my client was, had shifted out of this really, this angry protective, um, mindset. And the other day, um, they were trying to make a decision about something that they wanted to do or they needed to do, but didn't want to do. Cause mm-hmm. there's always a difference between mm-hmm. what I want and need, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want a donut, but I need a kidney. Um, <laughs> so she needed to do this thing, but she didn't want to do this thing. And I had asked, um, I'd asked her to just sit down and meditate on this and um, no more than seven or eight hours after this conversation, uh, she wrote and she was like, I saw 10 solid signs. I'm doing this. Wow. Okay. But this is what happens when we start listening to the universe and we start clearing our energy and we start trying to bypass the, the, that egoic frame Mm -hmm. thought of, I need to protect you. I need to protect Mm -hmm. you. And we kind Mm -hmm. of go within and listen to ourselves and and again kind of going back to the beginning of this conversation that innate knowledge that we have mm-hmm. this this intuition that mm-hmm. is provided for all of us that connects us to something larger outside of ourselves yeah yeah and there's a lot of things go ahead I'm sorry no finish your thought well there's I was going to say there's so many things that get in the way of that and one of them is just the energetic field on our body Hmm. you know, and how we, how we hold on to these traumas and how it's not just stored in our brain. They're not just stored as thoughts. It's actually in the body. You know, Peter Levine has like somatic experience and healing touch. Mm -hmm. All of these things really Mm -hmm. look at and the biofield tuning really look at the way that the body harnesses on to Mm -hmm. trauma and that if it's not released, then it begins to, it it comes out sideways. It's always going to have a place to go. Yeah. And so, you know, it will come out as, as skin rashes. It will come yes. out as inflammatory diseases. Yeah. It will come yeah. out, you know, as yeah, digestional issues. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, clearing the default mode network in addition to clearing the energetic field mm-hmm. is really, really critical in the overall well-being, talking mind, body, spirit, mm-hmm. soul. Yes. This is really what it's about is is being able to clear that. And if it's there, understand that while there is suffering, there's also compassion and the compassion leads us to a standpoint of knowing that this is something that we can actually take and utilize for our benefit. You know, we're meant to experience and then learn and then teach. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. And it's something that I've been learning 
uh, maybe just over the last year and a bit is how much of it is physical in the body and in the energetic field. So, mm-hmm. you know, before that, I really thought it was just our thoughts. If we can just work on our thoughts, be aware of our thoughts, mm-hmm. change our thoughts, and that will change a lot. Mm-hmm. But it actually starts in the body. Mm. It's such a powerful, it's such a powerful thing. You know, mm-hmm. when we, when we look at thoughts, we forget the power that thoughts have, but every thought that you have has the, has the possibility of going one of two ways. We can either end up with a flood of dopamine and serotonin, oxytocin, mm-hmm. feel good chemicals mm-hmm. in our brain, or we can end up with a flood of cortisol and adrenaline and norepinephrine. Yeah. So, and yes. those are the stress hormones. Those yes. are the, those are the ones that cause our, our heart rate to go mm-hmm. fast. It causes our brain to race. It puts us in that fight, flight, freeze state. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it is the thought process and, you know, really, and you're so on, on target when you say that, but when we begin to slow down the thought process, oftentimes we're then able to go into the body and begin to feel what's going on in the body because people who have experienced trauma sometimes don't feel their body. Sometimes no. they feel very out of their body. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they feel like they're watching their life from behind a mirror or a glass or, you know, that they're kind of detached from it. Which is a safety mechanism for that time. But if you're able to go back afterwards and work through it, Mm -hmm. that is just, it's incredible healing. It's really beautiful. I mean, you know, the protective measures that our our body and brain are Mm -hmm. able to manifest are really just incredible. If you think about the design of humanity and, you know, I love that we're coming into a place where we're more open to looking at this from a more holistic standpoint, mm-hmm. where we're able to see this as, you know, not just not just here's what happened to you and this is the way you think about it, but here's what happened to you. This is how it's affecting your body, your energy, your boundaries, your relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we kind of go in and incorporate yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um, I had a client who had been complaining about hip pain for, Mm. um, years and years. And I worked with the biofield tuning and, um, this client then reported that their relationship with one of their parents, like overnight changed, shifted and changed. And, you know, it's just, it's really fascinating to Mm. see how Mm -hmm. these these energetic injuries, whether it was physical or emotional or Mm -hmm. psychological or whatever, Mm -hmm. they really are stored in our body. Yes. And it's so interesting what you just said, how it shifted a relationship overnight. And, Mm -hmm. and here's the, the cool thing is that other person didn't have to change for that shift to happen. Ooh, yeah. And that's such a huge benefit of doing our own work is that, oftentimes we do notice that our relationships change, um, drastically, you know, mm-hmm. and the hard part is that, you know, as we do the work and as we kind of continue to up our overall, you know, in, in this world, we call it our overall vibration yeah. or, or energy. Yeah. Um, sometimes people fall off who aren't quite there. Yeah. You know, the, the people yeah. who might be resonating more on the anchor state, which is a lower vibration than, you know, being calm or being in that left state. Mm-hmm. It's just weight that can't quite keep up with mm-hmm. where we're at. And so sometimes that's a natural part is that mm-hmm. the shedding mm-hmm. of things that no longer work for us doesn't feel good. Although it's very necessary, 
you know, and, mm-hmm. and when, when we come into doing this work, we, we kind of set ourselves as, um, as, as a mentor almost for other people so yeah. that when yeah. they start seeing the shift, yeah. they also start seeing the great things that start coming into our lives. Like yeah. we talk about manifestation. When you feel good, it is incredible. Mm-hmm. The things that show up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so just really, really beautiful all the way around, but kind of, kind of going back to that, her, that relationship changed overnight with the parent. It also has the capacity to switch right back to what it is unless you continue with integration. So that, yeah, so that's why the integration for even energy work is yes. so important is because we can make a really, a really profound shift, but then it's like anything, you know, yeah. if you don't continue it, it's, it's a perishable skill. Right. Okay. So I have so much question around that and how, you know, being in self-development and working with other people on their personal development and seeing all the work that myself and everyone does, you know, how, I'm not even sure what my question is around this and maybe it'll come <laughs> out if I just kind of talk it out, but it's like we, we make these changes, but they don't always stick or they take mm-hmm. a really long time or mm-hmm. it's impossible to see this new version of yourself. Uh, yeah, I think it's, um, I think you're right. I think all of those things, I think the limiting possibility, limiting of the possibility seems to be one of the biggest ones that I encounter with my clients. And part of that is because people become fearful of, um, becoming something outside of what they are familiar with. Yeah. You know, if you, if you, if you drive the same way to work every single day and one day there's a detour, yeah. you get a little bit of anxiety of when course. you think, yeah. I know that this is still going to put me out where I need to go. I'm still going to end up at work, but yeah. dang, like <laughs> going this other direction, it doesn't feel natural. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. people subconsciously kind of back off on the yeah. work or believe that it's not possible for them to be Katie plus right. or Jen plus, you know, you're still going to be you. You're still going to have all of those beautiful characteristics that make you who you are. It's just that now you have a different set of ideals and ways of processing information and incorporating kind of the, the energetic stance of the world around you so that, you know, maybe things that felt really, really difficult and negative before, maybe they just feel kind of mildly distressing. Hmm. So there's definitely a fear of the unknown because, you know, your your brain has done a good job keeping you safe with the status quo. And so you change mm-hmm. it up and it's scary and it, it creates anxiety for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, the integration piece, how do we work with that anxiety to make for a smoother integration to get to that other side to get that other side feeling more familiar and comfortable. Mm-hmm. So um, the only way, the only way to the other side is through it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, and that's mm. that's the part of being in the swamp and having the alligators yes. nipping at your ankles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
it does not feel good to sit in your anxiety, but yeah. thoughts typically don't last unless we feed them for, you know, more than 10, 15 seconds. So yeah. if we allow it to be there and say, Oh, hi, anxiety. Oh, hi, fear. Mm-hmm. I see you. Mm-hmm. What is it that you're trying to convey to me? What is it that you're trying to tell me? What is the larger message in this? And, you know, those, those are the things, those are the protective mechanisms of the ego. These are the things yeah. that are, yes. you know, it's natural to feel fear and it's natural to feel anxiety. And if we don't just take the ego's word for it and we sit with mm-hmm. it and we challenge it and we allow it to shape and shift. And again, going back to looking at that with compassion, you know, wow, you know, I've, I've got this knot in my stomach. I'm feeling really anxious about this thing. What is this trying to tell me? And if I, sit with it. And oftentimes I will have people in my coaching, I will have them, you know, kind of cradle it in open hands as if they're holding like maybe a a baby bird or something like nesting this anxiety or this fear or Mm -hmm. this limiting belief. And then we go into it and we ask it, we have a dialogue with it and we, we look at what it's trying to indicate to us. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, through, through a, a series of, you know, ninja energetic therapeutic mm-hmm. <laughs> methods we start incorporating something different into it we start utilizing the compassion we start utilizing different colors different textures we talk to it we nurture it we give it the love that it needed because usually these things are coming up from an unmet need from our history which is not necessarily true in this yeah. moment yes it's mm. I just got so excited. I think you picked up on it and paused. But I did. Like, I was like, there's, moment. I love this. <laughs> there's a tool like that that we use in RTT called RFPI, Role, Function, Purpose, Intention, mm. where we talk to that part of you mm-hmm. and we ask it, what is your role? What is your purpose? Mm-hmm. What is your function? What is your intention? And it is always probably 99% of the time it's a protection mechanism to keep you safe Mm -hmm. based Mm -hmm. on some sort of belief that you created as a younger person, a small child, Mm -hmm. when you didn't know better, when something happened that was too fast to process and there was Mm -hmm. no support to process it. And so it created trauma. And, and then as we get into our thirties and forties and fifties, it starts to become obvious that Mm -hmm. it's something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, because it, you know, and that's, that's the way that trauma works. It's a different yeah. situation, but it's, it's the same underlying current, you know, it's, mm. it's the same boat in a hundred different rivers, you know, and, <laughs> and everyone, yeah. everyone is the same. It's the same yeah. thought pattern. It's the same fears. It's, but you know, what might happen with Joey or Kimmy is also going to happen with, you know, I don't know. Why am I so hard at picking up names, but I can say everything else, you know, Frank and password, you know, later on, if you don't clear that energetically yeah. from your body, these are, these are the patterns that continue until you unravel them. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's where the biofield tuning comes mm-hmm. in is that it really, um, does a phenomenal job at unraveling trauma. So mm-hmm. with biofield tuning, we work from the very, very outside of the field, which is about six feet away from the body, which typically is gestation and birth. And I like to look at energy like I look at Christmas lights. Um, hmm. So the first year that you take the Christmas lights out of the box, they're really pretty easy, right? They're mm-hmm. not tangled. They're mm-hmm. just kind of like you can just kind of lay them out. Mm-hmm. And there it is. Like, mm-hmm. well, that's you at birth, right? Ah, so yeah. you're a brand new string of Christmas lights. Yeah. But 
every year when we pack them up and we take them back out, I mean, tell me, have you ever <laughs> unraveled Christmas lights that you've had for 10 years? It's horrifying. <laughs> it's horrifying. It's a freaking nightmare. It's like, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've just gone and bought a new yeah. pack of Christmas lights. I'm like, this isn't even worth it anymore. But that's what happens to our energetic field. And if we're not going in and continually like it was sweeping out some of that debris, if we're not untangling some of those tangles in there, then you get this accumulation. Mm. And, and so the biofield tuning utilizes sound, um, and vibration. Cause I also have, I have weighted tuning forks, which mm-hmm. don't make noise. And I have unweighted tuning forks, which do make noise. Mm-hmm. Um, both because of the vibration of it goes through the field and it, it just kind of pushes the tangles into the body. So the body's like, okay, wait, this is nothing to be afraid of. I mm-hmm. know you, you're my energy. Mm-hmm. Only now it's not tangled. So it makes more energetic mm-hmm. sense to the body. So the body can move past it. How, how, often would you say, does it make sense? So let's say, let's use me as an example. So I've had, mm-hmm. um, I've had it done once. How mm-hmm. often would you recommend that? Like, is this something that you do like three times a year <laughs> to stay untangled <laughs> or like what, what, what do you think? Yeah. So, um, well the first time you do this to the body. The body is like, what the hell is going on? What are you doing to me? I don't like this. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you start coloring with your non-dominant hand, your brain's like squeaking because it just doesn't make sense. So your body, the first time you do it tends to be a little bit confused because Mm -hmm. it's not quite sure what to do. So Mm -hmm. we typically recommend that you do a minimum of three. So you do the first one, three or four weeks later, you do another one because the second time the body's kind of like, Oh yeah, I remember this. Mm -hmm. I remember this. This makes sense. This Mm -hmm. is like, I've been writing with my left hand or my non-dominant hand for a month now. So the handwriting is a little more legible, but it's still not quite to the point where we want to get you. We want to get you to the point where the body's like, Oh yeah. Oh -hmm. yeah. Let's just clear this out. Mm -hmm. I know what to do. I'm confident with this. And that's not to say that there's not going to be discomfort no matter how many times you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it is an ongoing thing. It's like, you know, you can feed yourself once a day and that's great. But if you don't feed yourself every day after three weeks, you're going to perish. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to be able to keep this up. This is, this is like energetic soul food, you know, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't hide from energy. You know, everything that is within your system is being interpreted by the body on a cellular molecular level, energetic Mm -hmm. level. So if there's something in there, even if you're not even if you're not conscious of it, it's still going to affect you. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's why yeah. maintenance is so important is because mm. again, kind of going back to the integration part, um, you know, you, you, you know, even if you run a marathon, you have to have some recovery and then to run another marathon, mm-hmm. you still have to do training. So mm-hmm. it is, it is ongoing. It is upkeep for as much benefit as people want to gain from it. You know, that said, yeah. I have had clients who've had, three sessions who have benefited greatly. And they're like, I'm good. That's all I needed. Mm -hmm. You know, that gave me the insight that I needed to be able to really navigate what's coming up for me now and look at where it originated. 
So, um, but I, myself, I actually, I, I do biofilm tunings on myself yeah, that's so cool. at least once or twice a month, because yeah. for me, it's just a really nice reset and it's mm. so calming to the mm-hmm. system. I mean, you know, if I get these, if I get these, um, weight, weighted tuning forks on somebody's body, they just tend to go like, ah, oh, <laughs> just yeah. relax. Yeah. It's just a really beautiful feeling. Um, and again, like, what are we releasing? We're releasing all those feel good, those yeah. feel good neurochemicals. Yeah. So, and that's what we want because that, that helps to reduce stress. It helps to increase, you know, our immunity. So yeah. it's got all kinds of really beautiful benefits. Yes. And the really cool thing is that you don't have to be in person. We did our session over the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That is the, you know, uh, that is one of the coolest things about, about, utilizing energy work just in general. And, you know, I can do it with healing touch. I do it with biofield tuning. I do it with my own, like whatever my made up energy work is that Mm. sends Mm -hmm. to work. Um, you don't have to be in person. You don't have to be right here with me because it's all intention and there's no such thing as time and space in the energy world. What's existed has always existed, Mm -hmm. will always exist. Mm -hmm. So, um, we kind of have the opportunity to jump in at any point. So people who are listening to this podcast a month from now or a year from now or a hundred years from now, um, will still be able to have the same benefit just by intending to be present while it's happening. Yeah. That is so cool. I love that. So does it feel like a good time to start the demo? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and start. So I'm going to use my unweighted tuning fork so that there's not any sound. I've got a, I've got a giant 135 pound dog that would Mm. love to bark at the sound of a a ringing (laughs) tuning fork. So we're not going to do that for the sake of the podcast. Uh, We're going to go ahead and use my unweighted tuning fork. So um, I'm going to go ahead and just activate one. Mm Mm-hmm. If I put it real close, yeah. you can kind of hear it humming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it is far away from the body, you won't hear it. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to utilize these. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ground the body first. I'll just describe what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ground the body first. I'm going to anchor us into um, Mother Earth, Gaia, into that core center of that loving, nurturing, beautiful mother womb that, you know, is protected and, and nurturing. So we're going to ground into her and then I'm going to activate what's called your sun star, which really is about more of our belonging, like in this world, being able to receive the light. And then after I do that, I'm going to open up the body channels in the body like a toroids. And then I'm going to allow that energy to just flow up and out of the body. And then I'm going to go in and I'm going to comb the chakras and chakras are just their energy centers. They're places where, you know, we hold on to things like concept of safety and emotion and creativity and our ability to love and speak and being connected to something higher than ourselves or our own intuition. So I'm going to comb those because I feel like right now, one of the things that I'm hearing most from people is that the world just feels heavy. Yeah. It just feels heavy. So I want to just bring a little bit of relief for that. And, um, 
you know, you'll notice that as you go through that, you, you may notice some different sensations in your body. Some people notice tingling, some people notice um, kind of a buzzing or a twitching in different parts of their body. Some people may feel like there's kind of a pulling that's happening, all really normal. You may also notice that as we do this, um, your tummy might start rumbling a little bit um, because we're going into more of a rest and digest state. So we're out of the fight, flight, freeze, mm. and you know we're into the more parasympathetic nervous system is activated. So it's more of a rest and digest, and that's the more peaceful place for the body to be. So you may notice that your tummy starts to gurgle. Maybe you start to, um, some people fart a little bit, some people burp a little bit. So that it's all really, really, really normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just start us out. And for anybody who would like to participate in this, I would just invite you to put your hologram or your energetic self up here on the table in front of me. And I'm going to go ahead and just activate this. I'm going to begin to work on the feet. And the interesting thing about the forks is that anytime I encounter something within the energetic field, I can feel the fork react to it. So mm-hmm. I can feel a heaviness or I can feel a buzzing or if it's my unweighted tuning forks, it might have a different tone. Um, I might mm-hmm. feel that it pulls the fork down. I might mm-hmm. feel that it pulls the fork up. So there's a lot that I'm able to interpret based off of this. So I've got the earth star out. And you're going to notice that I breathe because I begin to feel it and it's a way that I ground into it as well. And whenever I do this, this is just great for grounding in general for anybody listening. Imagine that you're just drawing cords out of your feet and into the earth. And just allowing, really yeah, and just allowing all those beautiful negative ions to really just nurture our bodies. Oh, wow. Okay, that went down so nice and easily. So we're connected down there. I'm going to go ahead and move to the top of the head. and I'm going to work on the sun star here. I'm not actually going to talk too much about what I'm finding in here, right? Cause I just, I want everybody to be able to have their own experience with mm-hmm. this. And I don't want to lead people to think that they're mm-hmm. feeling something that they right. shouldn't feel right. or that they're not feeling something that they should. So I'm going to go ahead and just allow this to just unravel on its own. <sighs> but I just got chills through my whole body. Mm. That's really beautiful. And when I'm working with clients individually, I always start them off with, it's a longer grounding. Mm -hmm. And I do this longer grounding just purely because I want to go ahead and have them set an intention for their healing. Mm. This intention is so important. It's really the the first step in, in creating what it is that we want to experience. And when we're aligned with it, that's when we begin to really see and feel all those synchronicities that let us know. If we're on track, I'm going to go ahead and 
Open up this channel down through the body and let this circulate through as well. You know, and it's interesting, as I work with people, sometimes I'll have entire sessions where I'm just working on the Earth Star, just mm. working on the Sun Star. You know, the Earth Star tends to kind of tuck itself up when it's not feeling safe. So mm. it's protective. So, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll have, you know, 45 minutes of just working with one of these two mm. stars. Um, and sometimes I have to go in and, and really kind of have some strong intention with it and really just... Um, I have to give us some tough love every now and then just say, you know, we're safe. We're going to move. This is okay. And then we ground it in. Oh, wow. Wow. That is beautiful. So this is actually really fun for me because I'm using one of my newer weighted forks. Mm. Um, this is 144 Hertz. They come in all different frequencies. So, um, this one that I'm using right now is 144 Hertz. Um, and I've used this a couple other times, not just doing chakra work though. I'm working more just on the body and people really just tell me that this feels very just motherly and nurturing mm, to them. Very cool. So I'm just over here. I'm actually just on the feet. The feet really help us to move forward in life. Mm. If you think about feeling stuck, it's like, I can't move. Mm. I don't know where to go. Well, so we're just going to lift off some of that congestion of the feet right now. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're going to hear me because it's, it's communicating with me. And again, I'm trying not to subscribe any particular meaning to anything right now, but this just feels like a big thank you to me because mm. I mm. feel it right here up at the top and the fork is just like, I'm in a good place. And I would encourage anybody who's listening to this to go ahead and just take some big clearing breaths as well. You know, the breath is such a beautiful thing. We forget that it's the one thing that really connects us to everything outside of us. It's the one thing that people who have had a lot of trauma tend to not do. They tend to not breathe or their breath is very shallow or guarded or they kind mm -hmm. of comb in but themselves, fall into themselves where their mm -hmm. lungs are a little bit collapsed and their diaphragm isn't fully being mm -hmm. utilized. So... The breath is such an important way of helping to clear some of this energetic congestion as well. Remember the tummy rumbles? I'm, I'm getting them. This is a good thing. This is, <laughs> we're moving it. We're moving it. We get very excited when people tell us this. All right. So I'm just over the root chakra right now. And I'm actually just feeling like right now that root chakra is just wanting a little bit of a little bit of energetic love. So I'm mm -hmm. just kind of holding it over right now and you know, I I oftentimes get visuals of what's happening 
And I'm just seeing it almost like pulsating like a star, you know, where it's kind of, it's coming in and going out and coming in and going out. It's oscillating a little bit. There we go. And now it feels like it's released the fork a little bit. You know, the body does a beautiful beautiful job at communicating its needs if we're just able to sit back and quiet ourselves and listen yeah. to it. You know, oftentimes if we get into a spot where I'm doing biofield tuning and Somebody is really having difficulty, even with the breath. Sometimes I'll just ask them to make a sound. Mm. Um, again, if we tune into the body, oftentimes these things have noises that they want to make. Yeah. And we become so unsure of ourselves mm-hmm. that making noise is such a natural thing. It's just very instinctual, but we get critical. That ego steps in mm-hmm. and says, no, don't do it. It'll be weird. But <laughs> You know, sometimes I'll even do it with a client. I'm like, well, what does it sound like? Is it kind of like an eh? Or is it like, ah, you know, and I'll have them move that Mm. energy. Yeah. And really just focusing on even just moving that energy right up through and out the throat, just following that sound as it Mm. begins to travel. There we go. Right, coming into sacral. It's really really fun the way that they communicate, too. Sometimes sometimes they let me know. It's like, no, just hang out here. Sometimes it's like, no, I just kind of want you to to hover or to kind of pull. And the body just communicates that. There's so much wisdom if we just listen. And nothing is hidden in energy. You cannot hide from your energy. You cannot hide from your field. You know, which serves a number of different purposes, too. If you think about how many times have you ever been in a room where somebody has walked in and you immediately either love them or you're a little bit repulsed by them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's energy. And that happens before we even lay eyes on people. Yeah. All right, moving into the solar. This one's wanting just a little bit more. I'm actually going to use two different tuning forks here and just kind of alternate them. How do you know what tuning fork to use? That's a really good question. Um, again, a lot of this is just by intention. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just kind of pulled mm. to one or the other. Um, I literally have picked up a tuning fork and been like, nope, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, put it down. It's like, all right, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. plan B, we'll go with these two. <laughs> And some of that, again, is just the body just communicating what the body wants. So, you know, if we just listen, if we just listen to that. And I'm over the heart chakra right now and I'm, I'm, I have two tuning forks. I'm just holding it over them. I'm just really trying to give it lots and lots of love. 
you know, in the world that we're in right now, love is the most precious thing that we could possibly have and embody. So it's so interesting. I just noticed that as I'm doing this, I'm, I'm rocking, I'm rocking. Like I'm, mm. I'm holding a baby. It's mm. just very like nurturing and comforting. <sighs> wow. Okay. So I mentioned that I get visuals. I just felt like it was just these, um, like they just spread out these dove wings, oh. just this really white, bright, feathery mm. lightness. <sighs> Coming into the throat, really just allowing us to speak our needs. heard, feeling heard. Coming into that sense of being able to communicate our thoughts to people. really beautiful just to see the transformation that takes place when we really just start listening into and working with the body. Mm -hmm. I'm over the third eye now. And I'm just kind of holding some space here, helping people to just trust in their intuition mm -hmm. to really anchor into that sense of knowing and being open to messages outside of us that just help us to see clearly what it is that mm -hmm. we're to know, opening up our perception. So interesting. So I just saw this very, um, very light, almost iridescent blue light hmm. shoot down to the feet. Hmm. And people might be asking, well, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Sometimes the body just communicates things and that's, mm -hmm. that's part of, that's part of why it's so important to do the integration is because, you know, if we try to ascribe meaning, um, to something that is just communicated to us, maybe it's about a larger message and not necessarily about what that means at the time. Yeah. So yeah. really digging in there and trying to find out, well, what does that mean to you? Yeah, and that's really a great part of doing a session with you is that we, we get to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's probably my biggest takeaway from doing that. You know, one is 
always, always grounding, ground, ground, ground all the time. You know, I probably do it 50 times a day Mm. and coming back to that intention. And, you know, when we did our session, you know, that I like to take the intention and really incorporate it into the body space Mm. and allow it to speak to the energy so that as we do the tuning, we're able to see how that's coming up for us in whatever ways that it's coming up for us. So, all right. And I'm on the crown now. So I'm just kind of opening up some of that space. (sighs) I'm giggling because I'm, it's like a, it's like a swimmer. I'm seeing like a swimmer in the water. (laughs) Freely, freely just maneuvering. You know, it's interesting. Every person, I see something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I've never had one session that's ever been exactly the same. Yeah, I so I'm actually, I'm all done now. I just did all of, all of the chakras. So I'm just going to go ahead and wrap people up energetically. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like just putting a little cocoon mm. on them. And I think of this a little bit like, dirty dancing and the energetic boundary (laughs) where Patrick Swayze is like, this is your space. This is my space. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. There we go. So we're all wrapped up. Um, different people are going to feel different things with that. And again, they may not feel it right away. This might Mm -hmm. be something that, you know, it might make your dreams a little funky, or you may notice that, you know, you might have some rebound anxiety. It might come up a little bit more before it gets a little bit better. Um, one of the best things that we recommend to help with any detox that comes up because detox does come up, um, is that you ground, ground, ground again. Um, and take some time to either go out into nature, put your feet yeah. in the grass, hug a yeah. tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm the girl you'll see hugging trees, um, <laughs> but they're beautiful. Oh, they can absorb so much yeah. hurt and anxiety. It's just lovely. Yes. Um, and then a saltwater bath. Yeah. You know, oh, I've been if you, a lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some salt baths are really great at being able to cleanse the body mm. from different toxins and chemicals. And it's got all those really, really beautiful negative ions in the salt yeah. too. So it's really helpful at being able to balance out our energetic system. So beautiful. Thank you so there much it is. for sharing that. Yes. You're very welcome. 